previously on Wove Inspiration. Research. Um, I, that's, I'm a researcher. Research. If you're feeling empty, you don't really know what to do, you just know that what you're doing doesn't feel right. Research, explore, read, get on the internet, go to the library, check out books. I truly believe that as creatures, as spiritual creatures, your spirit will guide you. But you can't just sit at home and say, I don't know what to do. You can't do that. Get up. I, I can't. It's something you have to do to know. Get up and go. This is Wove Inspiration. Here to inspire, encourage, and uplift. Hello, this is Tamika Drake from God's Gift Through His Word. You are tuned in to Miss Althea Richardson on the Wove Inspiration Channel, where you will get all your encouragement. I've recently written a book titled The Gift of Finding God's Love, Guilt and Shame Turned into My Shine. That is all about domestic violence and also God's love. So if you know anyone going through domestic violence, abuse, or a toxic situation, please share this book. Purchase it for yourself and get another copy for someone else who could utilize it. Once again, you're tuned into the Wolf Inspiration Station with Miss Althea Richardson. Take care. Be blessed. Welcome to Wove Inspiration's Monday Morning Motivation. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today my special guest is Zyra Brodenax. How are you doing? I am doing well. How about you, Miss Althea? I am doing just fine. So let's go ahead and get started. You are a best-selling author. You're the owner of Gathering Place Publishing Company, a philanthropist, yes, say that three times fast, <laughs> and a highly decorated veteran of 20 years. So as a child growing up in New Orleans, did you ever think that you would accomplish as much as you have? I did not. It was the farthest thing from my mind. I just wanted to uh, actually be in a Mardi Gras parade in New Orleans, and that was the top of my thoughts. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Um, but I did. I, I got to do that, too. So I got to be in quite a few parades. But no, growing up in New Orleans, I just I just wanted to go to school, be with family and figure out the next day. You know, my kids, I was just trying to have fun. Yeah, exactly. And so, well, you you've done a lot. So I have you having uh, contributed to two Amazon International bestselling books. Uh, one of them entitled Beyond the Woman and A Thousand Voices of Inspiration, Awakening, and a Empowerment. You are also the founder of Well Women Ministry. So can you tell me a little bit about that ministry? Yes, it's a, it's a small ministry um, where I started when I was back in Iraq, where I would do inspirationals. Uh, sent out a daily inspirational from the battlefield to about 50 women back okay. to the state. And then over time, it progressed and it hit about maybe 100 or so people all over the world because we had foreigners who were fighting in Iraq and they would start to get them. And when they went back home, they still want them. So I was sending it to male and to female. And then I just thought about it and said, women need this. Women need an inspiration. They need to be encouraged. They need to be supported. And my favorite 
person from the Bible is actually the woman from the well. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at her and said, she is me and I am she. And I think she's misunderstood. And a lot of times women are misunderstood. So I just took on trying to help women. Uh, And it didn't turn into speaking engagements and uh, people want to do donations so we could help women in financial needs and all. And and so now it's kind of still there, but uh, not as active as I do. I do use it for speaking engagements, but I still try to help women as best as I can. If it's gifting them a book or helping them pay their rent, something uh, so they can be empowered and supported. Okay. And so you've also indicated that you are an entrepreneur at heart. So you are the owner of Gathering House Publishing Company, and you recently uh, released an inaugural book that's a part of an anthology series, The Father's Daughters, and the book is entitled Beauty for Ashes. Now, I had a chance to take a look at the book, and I was like, this is a extraordinary idea because you it was it's not only just you but it's like maybe what eight other women that actually collaborated on this book yes it's a total of eight of us together um and and really it was a godsend idea i had been in two anthologies before as you had listed and they were spiritual but not christian and i looked at it and said you know the christian woman needs this okay so many times um, we, we feel like we're alone. Well, let me rephrase that. Sometimes I know I feel like I'm alone mm-hmm. when I'm going through situations and I know I'm not. And I want other women to know you're not alone. Daddy's a good daddy. He's not going to let you go through anything by yourself. He's not going to let anything come upon you unaware. And so I wanted to have something where women can say, you know what, if they went through this and they succeeded and they got the victory, I can too. Or you mean to tell me she doesn't have it all together? She has some issues? Wow, so I must be okay. You know, just, just something right. where women could say, I'm not by myself and my sister understands and, and even in, you know, I may not suffer from cancer. You may, but if I tell you that I got through uh, having gallstones, you know, you might be able to see why I made it through a surgery where some people feel like they never will, or I made it through suicide because yet you, you, you told me you were cutting. And so God has given me this anthology series, the father's daughter. And the first book was beauty for ashes. And so he's, he's still downpouring, in me uh, the next book on and, okay. and how to get ready to get the cover for that and how to get ready to, to ask for submissions for that one. Okay. So um, about how many volumes are you looking at doing for this particular series? Right now I have at least two more. Okay. And then I have a compliment for the men, uh, the King's Men. And I'm working on that book for Gathering House for that that series, that book is called Strong and Mighty, and I'm getting submissions in for that one now. So right now I have at least two more for each of those series. Okay. Okay. And so how did you actually connect with the women that were involved in this collaboration? Well, two of them go to church with me, which was very, very funny. Um, <laughs> that I did because I didn't know they would want to write. <laughs> But they heard about it and was like, I got to be a part of that. Okay. Um, I'm a part of a writer's group here in Alabama. And I went to one meeting and one of the ladies from the group said, I want to be a part of that. And then I had an old co-worker's wife who is in Oklahoma. And she told a friend at lunch that she knew somebody who was a publisher. Wow. So the friend told her she had a book. 
And so the friend actually contacted me to publish her book and wind up saying, I'm going to put my book on hold because I want to be in your book. She then told her church pastor's daughter, she told her pastor's daughter, who's a writer, and that daughter told another friend who joined the book. And so that's how I got those. And then the last one, she and I served in Korea together. So you have, okay. um, uh, and then I had one one last one uh, was another old, a church member of mine. She told her friend and she joined. So I have a couple of people who just happened to believe in the vision yeah. and just tell people about it. And they, they were like, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's write. And so some of them have even said they want to be in volume two. Awesome. Okay. And so yeah. a lot of the uh, testimonies that are shared there, it's a variety of different situations that they've um, experienced in their life, but it also gives uh, an insight as to how they came out of the situation victoriously and, and how they continuously uh, work towards um, healing and everything. And one of the things that really uh, the, kind of like a quote that I, I've read that was, I thought it was just awesome is you're, you're turning sour moments into sweet delights. That is just, wow. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, I, 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 I don't, I'm not a big fan of cliches. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I always hear people say, you know, when life gives you lemon, make lemonade. Yeah. Well, everybody doesn't like lemonade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Some, some people, some people want lemon meringue pie or they yeah. want some lemon icebox pie. So why, why we can't take those sour moments? Cause the lemon, even though it's sour, if you do it right, it can become sweet. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we look at those issues in our lives and we just always want to make them seem so rough, so bad, so down, heavy yeah. down laden. But uh, in actuality, if you look at it, you're not going to go through anything that won't have a purpose. You're not exactly. going to go through anything where you can't have a testimony and tell somebody about it. And to me, that's the sweet part about it, right. that I get to tell them how daddy showed up and showed out, how he got to do what he needed to do because I got out of the way. And for me, that's the sweetest part when I can give somebody a tinkling of the father. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, 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 how, that's how I looked at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and your book definitely um, it shows a lot of that um, in 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 the stories and testimonies that are shared, and and the fact that um, the book is centered on sharing with women that you're not alone in your situation, that because these individuals were able to get through it because of the following of God they too can get through their situation as well. So that I, 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 I only got the sample of the book, but I'm looking forward to getting the whole book because it is awesome and definitely something that needs to be shared. So in well, your, you. oh yeah. And if you send me an address, I will send you an autograph copy. Oh, praise God. I will do that. <laughs> I will certainly do that for sure. As soon as we get off the air, I will certainly do yes. that. <laughs> yes, I will put it in the mail tomorrow. <laughs> oh, praise God. Okay, okay. So it, it, your overall character is, is like a, a, a servant, both personal and professional, um, particularly because you, you are a retired soldier of 20 years at the U.S. Army, from, with the U.S. Army, and you are a, a troop leader. 
for the Girl Scouts. That's awesome. So how did you get involved in that? (laughs) Well, I have two daughters. Okay. One that is 10 and one that's seven. And when my youngest daughter was four, getting ready to turn five, we were at a Lowe's in the middle of February. And of course, anybody who knows that time period knows it's cookie season. And my daughter looked at me and said, Mommy, I want to sell cookies. And I said, you want to be a Girl Scout? And she said, no, I want to sell cookies. (laughs) And I said, no, you want to be a Girl Scout? And she said, no, I want to sell cookies like them. I said, sweetheart, they're Girl Scouts, which is why they get to sell cookies. Yeah. And so um, we were actually getting ready to move from Alabama to Oklahoma. And I promised her when we got to Oklahoma, I would sign her up as a Girl Scout. I had done it in my life when I was a kid. And I thought it was a great thing to share. When I was in uh, Girl Scouts, my mother was my troop leader. And so I wanted to have that same kind of feeling and camaraderie with my daughter. Um, And so started a troop, well, actually joined a troop in Oklahoma, did it two years. We moved back to Alabama and started a troop four years ago in Alabama. And we went from six girls to 40. Wow. I know. And, um, no, don't, you know, you, you know, the saying, be careful what you ask for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, my mother who lives with us is my assistant troop leader. I have about 15 other parents who are dedicated, who, who actually help us run the troop as well. We go from kindergarten to sixth grade right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, I love it. I, I love it because not just because both of my daughters are in it yeah. and we get to share this together, but I love it because I'm impacting future generations. I'm a big legacy imparter. I believe yeah. that you have to pour into legacy. If you don't, they are going to be lost. I really believe that it's our responsibility as the older generation to train and teach the younger ladies. And so I use Girl Scouts as my vessel to do that because I don't just teach them Girl Scout stuff. I make Mm -hmm. sure they understand who God is. I partnered with my church. And so we get the girls Bibles and we do religious badges. And I have the leaders of the church that come in and teach them that. And they look forward to it. We do all the regular Girl Scout stuff, sell cookies, sell sell fall products, Mm -hmm. you know, do badge and go camping. But it's more important for me that they, they learn about community service, uh, we just did the honor walk on Sunday to honor the people who passed away in 9-11. Mm-hmm. Some of our Girl Scouts went to go to the nursing home because Sunday was also Grandparents Day. And I teach them that it's important not to just always receive, but to give. Yeah. And you got to give of yourself. Don't just write a paycheck, right? Write a check that doesn't always has monetary value. Spend some time with some people. Do something that's going to cost you something that you wanted to do that you can put a smile on someone else's face and um, they seem to love it. And so I keep growing. I don't ever ask anybody to join my troop. I get people knocking down the door to come and I, and I, wow. I praise God for that. Praise him That's for that. awesome. And, and so it, it shows in with everything, with your servitude. And I can tell that there is a major anointing on you as well that draws people to you. And so that's the reason why you get the overflow (laughs) (laughs) that come into your life and everything. So with many, with all of the many achievements and awards you've received over the years, what would you say is your overall greatest accomplishment? Um, I have three. It's going to sound really crazy. The first is 10. That was my, my first greatest accomplishment was her. Mm -hmm. Um, 
my husband and I had only been married two years, and he had had a vasectomy reversed after 13 years. So we weren't sure mm-hmm. we were going to be able to have anyone. So the fact that we were able to produce a child, we call her our miracle baby. <laughs> and so, <laughs> because we, we didn't know. So that was that was a great one. My second would be she's seven. And the fact that I was 24 weeks and I started to leak. And they told me that they didn't know if she was going to make it. Wow. And my husband looked at me and said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want you to call the saints. Yes. And after and after they admitted me into the hospital and they ran some tests, when I woke up the next morning, my doctor came in and he said, we don't know what's going on. Um, you have no no tear, no pinhole, no, no, we don't know. We're going to just say it's a yeast infection. And I smiled at him. I said, now, doc, you know better than that. You know it's daddy. And my, my, my doctor was a, was a Christian. And he prayed before every doctor's appointment. He smiled. He said, yeah, that's, I said, yeah, that's right. You can put down that yeast infection, but we know it was a miracle of God. And she came, the one thing we were concerned about, the water bag breaking, um, she was actually born still inside of her water bag. She, when she came out of the birth canal, it was still intact around her. So that was my second greatest accomplishment. So those two. And my last was, um, again, it's about service. My last, the most proudest moment I had was when it was time for me to say goodbye to the military. It was scary because mm-hmm. I had done it my entire adult life, but I was grateful and I was proud that I got to serve my country, serve the people, um, not just the people of the country, but the people that God had placed in my life. And I, I'd done it somewhat well in, in, in what man would consider, but the fact that God kept me whole as best as whole could be yeah. after such you know, tenderous, strenuous work um that those were my proudest that's my proudest Uh, all the other stuff is just icing on the cake but those are the foundational proudest moments well i thank you for your service as well for our country i think that there there are too many veterans that don't get the recommend recognition that they should get and um also the help that they need as well especially when it comes to um, having de- having to deal with like PTSD and and suicidal thoughts and things of that sort. So um, I always continuously pray for our veterans and everything. And um, I just appreciate you um, service serving our country as well. So you also have wow, you got a lot. <laughs> you. I'm I'm busy. I'm busy. You are a very very busy woman, and so you are also the owner and operator of Rose Travel Agency. How long yeah. have you had that business? Uh, that's really new. Um, that's my new endeavor. Like I need another one, right? <laughs> um, I've had that. I've had that for about two months. Okay. Um, okay. I, it's a home based business. Uh, almost like a direct marketing company. It is a direct marketing company, but it's a fairly new one. Uh, come October, it would only be around for three years. The owner is an African-American male out of Atlanta okay. who had done um, at least two decades in the travel industry, multimillionaire, Christian, decided that God had blessed him and his family to be successful, and he wanted to bless others. So he created this company to help other people get financially free mm-hmm. and to be able to bless generations and legacy. And um, since I travel 
so much that my friends have given me the unofficial nickname of Royal Traveler. That's how <laughs> often I'm gone. Um, that uh, I figured if I was going to do another business, I needed to do one that was going to benefit me. So not only could I spend the money on travel, but I could go through my own company mm-hmm. and still make profit because I would get a commission for off of what I made as well as help others get get travel and vacations and right. trips that what they need. And so um, I've done like the Pampered Chef and I've done the Cincy and Avocare and I love those companies, but this one just suited my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that it's so new that there's so much potential for growth. Oh yeah, definitely. So I mean, it's it. When I mean it's, I mean October is the third year anniversary. We got thirty thousand people right now, so it's up and coming. A lot of people don't get it, but you know, when you can make money because you staying in a hotel, and as much as we stay in hotels, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, I, that I, makes I can, sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, why, why pay? Why pay them? I mean, I may not have money like Heinz or or Hershey or Hilton. But I can make some of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can get my money back at least, you know. That's it. That's it. So, so it's for, really new. So it's and it, you said it's been um, open since. Well, the owner has been in business how long? The the company has been in business come October twenty sixth for three years. Okay. Okay. My segment has been in since July, so it's only been like two months. Actually, okay. two months as of yesterday maybe yesterday or so. Okay. So about two months is all I've had. And it, it I've and I've and I do I do well. Like I say, I travel a lot. I'm gonna be out of out traveling over the next couple of weeks, uh, on some more book signings and speaking engagements and so instead of going to like Expedia and all, I just mm-hmm. go to my go to me and, and book my own hotel now. <laughs> and get your money back. <laughs> and get my money back. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds like a deal to me, for real. Yeah, and then I look at it, and I I told my husband, I said, vacations will never be the same. Yeah. Because now, you know, when you go on vacation, you pay all this money, and then if you run a business, you look at how you can do something while you're out there to make it business so you can get a business expense. I said, we own a travel agency. That is business. Vacations are business. Therefore, it's all tax deductible. <laughs> yes, exactly. So my accounting degree kicked in right then. I was like, I love this. The <laughs> <laughs> right? guy know what he's doing. He put all that stuff together. <laughs> for real. That is awesome. Exactly, exactly. So for individuals who they may be struggling to start a business and or they're trying to maintain the existing business that they have, or they may not even be sure what they want to do. What what suggestions could you offer those people? I would say do what you love. Because when you don't have any money coming in, that is the only thing that's going to keep you still doing it. Amen. And, you know, if, if, if when I was in the military, I loved serving. And I loved serving the people who worked for me 
I love serving the people that I worked with, and I love serving the people that I worked for. And everybody used to ask me, when are you going to retire? I mean, they start asking you that around year eight. And I was like, I don't even know I'm going to be in that long. I just know I'm enjoying today. Let me yeah. focus on today. Tomorrow is not promised. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not going to try to come up with a plan. God has me here. And I said this when I first came in. I used to say, I'm going to get all I can from the Army because they sure going to get all they can from me. And I meant that. I didn't realize that 20 years later, I would be going like, ooh, I sure got a lot from them and they got a lot from me. Mm-hmm. But do what you love doing. I love doing that. And when it got time for me to leave, I, and I stress this to a lot of people, I didn't leave because I had, had gotten to the point where I had too many years and I didn't leave because I couldn't get promoted. I left because I knew seasons of my life were changing mm-hmm. and God was calling me to do something else to the point where I get, I don't, I get a little anxiety. If you think about putting me back into a room with a computer and other people to go just work inside of a building. Mm-hmm. I know that's not where God wants me to be. And so that it's not a bad anxiety. It's like, no, that's not what my purpose is. That's not mm-hmm. what my destiny is. Not, but that's not what God created me to do. I can't go do that. That's not, that's going against what the will of God is for my life right now. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, if you can't say that about what you're doing, then you may not really want to start that business. My yeah. husband's a good example. He flows back and forth from different kind of concepts and ideas. And I look at him and say, sweetheart, if God didn't tell you to do it, don't do it. Yeah. And he goes, well, I want to be like you. Okay, no, I need for you to be like you. Mm-hmm. And so the one thing I can tell you to be like me while you're trying to be you is do what God has called you to do. Because when, when I'm sitting at home and I'm looking going like I have no clients, I'm not going to stop doing something for my publisher. I'm going to put, I'm going to put out on, on social media. I'm going to think of an idea like to have a workshop or something because I just love it. I'm going to figure out, Oh, I could give a book to somebody and maybe we can talk about something. I'm going to figure something out. If you don't have that kind of mindset on that job, find something else because you're going to make it work and work is not fun. And you want to have fun because this is going to be who you are. It's like having a baby. It's like giving birth to a new baby. And if you don't want to take care of that baby, then being an entrepreneur, you have to make sure that you're going to invest your time, yeah. your finances into it. And you want it to be fun. You want it, You want to enjoy it. And I don't mind staying up late or doing something different for my clients when they need it because it's fun for me. So yeah. that's my biggest advice. Do what you're designed to do and make sure it's fun. Absolutely. And the biggest, like you just mentioned, the biggest thing is to have fun with it. It shouldn't be a job that, you know, it's like, oh, I got to do this. If you do, if you've gotten to that point, then it's time to change something. Yeah. So um, I'm hoping that listeners out there that um, have businesses or that are in jobs that are just like, you're just there. When you get to that point where you're hitting the snooze button more than once, that means it's time to go. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Are you yeah. dreading you dreading you dreading uh Sunday night cuz you don't want to go to work on Monday morning? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point of of Monday morning motivation is that you know, there are those people that are like, oh, I dread Monday. And when you've gotten to that point, that means it's time for a change. So I bring 
speakers such as yourself to encourage, uplift, and inspire individuals to say, hey, you do have other options. Right. Change is an option. Figure right. out what you want to do and then go from there. Right. And I know a lot of people are paralyzed by fear. Yeah. And so they don't want to step out. It's it really being an entrepreneur is a faith walk. It really is. Um, and if you ever want your faith tested, be, start your own business. <laughs> regardless if it's a, I'm serious, regardless if it's a franchise from a popular, you know, fast food restaurant or if it's a direct marketing, like if you want to go into Mary Kay that has a reputable name or if it's just you starting your own brick and mortar building or something even outside of your house it's all a faith walk because just because everybody else is successful doesn't mean you're going to be at the same level they are we cannot judge our success by their measurements right you know and, and so it's a faith walk many a days you look and you be like okay god what am i supposed to do okay lord come on now okay jesus okay daddy what you know mm -hmm. no it, it's a faith walk in in many a days you have to go you know what i don't see it but i believe it and it's going to manifest. And when, when the bills are coming in and there's no income, you're like, okay, God, I have to know. And that's just in reality, even if you're not starting a job, that's just your regular job. Right, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, I believe God said he will open up the windows and he'll pour out blessings with more room for me to receive. You know, he will make a way for me. And so I just go, okay, I'm going to do what I know I'm supposed to do. Or Amen. I believe I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to put my my expectations in the expectation maker and in the believer and the receiver and the giver of all. And say, I, 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 you, you told me if I tithe and I pay my offerings, I could test you in that. And mm -hmm. so I'm testing you. I've been faithful. Okay. I've been faithful, but you are faithfulness. You are faithful. So show me what we're working with and keep it moving. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, yes. So how can people get in contact with you? I know that you do speaking engagements. Um, you also do leadership seminars and publishing workshops for, for churches. So how can people get in contact with you? Well, um, if I if I didn't say I had a social media outlet, I would not be living in 2018. Oh, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and I'm on Twitter, all under Zara R. Broadnax. And I'm also on those same outlets under Gathering House Publishing. Okay. I also have my Gathering House Publishing website, www.gatheringhousepublishing.com. They can reach me on there. I have an email address of Zara R. Brodenax, spelled B-R-O-A-D-E-N-A-X, at gmail.com. Um, so those ways. And then I'm on, I don't ever use it that often, which is really bad on me, but I, I am on LinkedIn. So I have mm -hmm. a LinkedIn account as well okay. uh, under Zara R. Brodenax. So that's how I can be reached. Um, if you pick up one of my books, my contact information is in there as well. Yes. As well as the, as well as the, the gathering house information is on there as well. So I can be reached those ways. And if you just want another email address, contact at gatheringhousepublishing.com um, is another one as well. Okay. And definitely go on amazon.com. There is a Kindle version of the book, Beauty 
or ashes. I have started reading it. I am so thankful that you were sending me a copy because I was like, <laughs> I, I need more. This is not going to be enough. So oh, I praise God. For sending me a copy of that. And yeah. this will definitely be information shared um, on my social media as well, which is Wove Inspiration and um, on Instagram and Facebook. And so did you have any other last words for the listening audience? Um, my mantra in life is glad to be a servant and glad to serve. Mm -hmm. um, find, find that one thing you do well that you were created to do. Everything else is not important because when we get to go see the Father, you should want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. And I believe he has made me to be a servant. And so everything I do is wrapped up in that one root. I'm a servant. I serve. And I serve in different capacities, but I do my best to serve well. So I advise you that um, you don't want to be cast out. You don't want any rocks to be crying out for you. Find what daddy created you to do and do that well. Because when we leave here, we should leave here empty. There should be nothing else. So when you go, you can say, daddy, I did all that you asked me to do and I did it well. Amen. Amen. Well, Zara, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule <laughs> to share your information on Wove Inspirations. I am almost positive no, I'm completely positive that it's been very beneficial to the listeners. Well, I appreciate it, Ms. Althea, to, for you to have me. Um, if you ever need me again or if you'd like to have me again, you let me know. I, I have no problems speaking with anyone if we can talk about uh, God and talk about how it's going to bless people. And every now and then, just talk about what I do. But I definitely love helping and motivate and encourage and empower and inspire a lot of people. Amen. All right. Well, this is Wove Inspiration. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. You guys have an awesome day and God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Facebook at W-O-V-E Inspiration, as well as Instagram, W-O-V-E 2005. You can also leave us a comment, question, or if you would like to be a guest on this show, you can contact me at wove2005 at yahoo.com. This is Althea Richardson. I hope you guys have an awesome day and keep moving forward.